0: One of my biggest struggles in early sobriety was falling asleep, and even now, years in, sometimes my brain is just too active and too anxious to rest. This used to cause a lot of stress for me, but now I take Tenasi before bed and it helps me relax and get to sleep. My husband has even said that he has never seen me sleep deeper. As a former scientist, I appreciate Tanasi's commitment to science and research. They provided a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. This team of scientists discovered Tanasi's one-of-a-kind patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula. Studies show that it's twice as effective as CBD alone and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university to support ongoing research. If you're struggling with anxiety or trouble sleeping, then I encourage you to give Tanasi a try. It comes in a variety of different forms like lotions, soft gels, gummies, tinctures, and drink concentrates. I've been using The tincture before bed. Go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off. That's T A N A S I.com to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. Tired of your gut feeling like it's been through more drama than a reality TV show? Say goodbye to the chaos and hello to a gut that's as peaceful as a zen garden with symbiotic plus from ritual. Let's be real. Alcohol turns your gut into a wild roller coaster ride, leaving you feeling more queasy than thrilled. Say goodbye to the gut battles and inflammation wars. And with 25% off with the code POWER, this is a great excuse to give your gut the TLC that it deserves. So whether you're starting your day with a green smoothie or hitting up your favorite Starbies for a coffee, make sure to add Symbiotic Plus to your daily routine. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power ever try a buckwheat pillow? They are nothing like those fluffy clouds that most of us are used to. You know that feeling when your pillow seems to betray you and it collapses under the weight of your head and no matter what you do, you can't fix it? Well, Pillow is here to change that. They sent me one and it's pretty unique. Even Rudy, my cat, likes it. And you can try it out too and get a discount with the code POWER. HULO PILLOW supports your head and neck unlike those flimsy pillows that leave you feeling like you've been in a wrestling match all night. And forget about flipping to the cool side constantly. Hulo pillow stays cool and dry, making sweaty nights a thing of your past. And you can customize your comfort. Add or remove the filling to get the perfect fit for you. Try it for 60 nights risk-free. And if it's not your jam, you just ship it back for a refund. So go to hulopillow.com power for up to $20 off per pillow when you buy multiple pillows, plus free shipping on every order. Again, that's Hulu. H-U-L-L-O-Pillow.com slash power. The biggest problem with gray area drinkers is that they don't have this huge rock bottom. They usually have limited outward consequences or none at all. And this lack of consequences makes it very easy to justify why they can continue to drink. Most of us think that quitting for good is only for hardcore alcoholics. And if you're not that bad, then you'll be able to figure out how to moderate someday. So if that sounds like you, then in this episode, I'm addressing gray area drinkers and why that makes it so much harder to quit. So let's dig in. I recently received this question from Lee. I have been a drinker since my college years. I've never been a heavy drinker and generally stop with one or at the most two drinks. I have in recent times felt that I need to quit because I feel the pull to have a drink every day Although I never have more than one beer or one drink. I'm still finding it hard to quit and I worry that even in my 50s I could wind up with an alcohol problem like my dad and grandfather had. They were drinkers who drank all day. How do you characterize a drinker like me and is it silly to be having so much trouble quitting when my drinking has never been a thing that has embarrassed me or affected my career? Well, I'm really glad that Lee asked this question because this is the perfect example of the amount and frequency that you drink doesn't matter. A lot of us get stuck on excuses like, but I don't drink every day, or but I can stop after one or two and I never get drunk. The quantity is not important. It's how you feel about yourself when you drink that matters. So clearly from this question, drinking is negatively impacting Lee's life in some way. And that's the thing that matters. Addiction is a spectrum, and there isn't one specific name for each type of drinker. You may see this type of drinking called gray area drinking, though. If you're a gray area drinker, then you may be able to moderate, you may not, you may not drink every day, or you might. Like I said, it's a spectrum, and we progress down the spectrum as time goes on. The hardest part of being a gray area drinker is that your drinking isn't bad enough so you can keep convincing yourself that you'll deal with it later or that sobriety isn't for you because you're not like other people who need to quit. Our drinking progresses down the spectrum but it never goes backwards permanently. I've had times in my life where I drank less because my situation had improved, but I still drank problematically. And even though I drank less during the week, I still threw away every Sunday because I went too hard on Saturday. And then there were times where my life got worse and I leaned on alcohol really hard just to make things even worse for myself. And those were the times where my drinking progressed. So my point is, when you drink problematically, you're always going to get back to it. And we have to ask ourselves too, why is it so important to keep alcohol in our lives? What is it really doing for us? What is that one drink doing for you that you just can't let it go? What I've learned in sobriety is that I have everything I need, and that's really empowering. I don't have to go outside of myself anymore and find external things because I can't deal with my own life. And knowing that I can handle anything that comes my way makes me feel really confident and calm. I know that I can get through things. If you're having trouble letting alcohol go, then you have to identify what you think alcohol is doing for you and start there. Why is that drink so important to you? And then I would ask yourself, how bad does it have to get? How many more years do you want to spend thinking about how it's not that bad? Another bonus of quitting drinking is that we stop thinking about our drinking constantly. You don't have to have the mental gymnastics and the back and forth. You don't have to wonder anymore. You don't have to try to rationalize it. You just don't think about it because it's not an option for you anymore. So, to get back to your question on this, Lee, I would suggest two different things, and then you can use your best judgment here. I would suggest taking a 30 day break because when you take a break, you see what alcohol was doing to you. You free up your mind to think about other things, you have benefits, and that can be helpful in reevaluating if this one drink every day is really worthwhile. And the second thing that you could do, you could do it after you take a break or you could just do this, is try non-alcoholic beer. I talk about the science behind non-alcoholic drinks in episode 77 and whether they can trigger a relapse or why some people can't drink them because it makes them really uncomfortable. So everybody has to use their best judgment here. But if you're a person that likes a drink, then a non-alcoholic drink may be able to give you the same exact vibe that you're looking for without the consequences or feeling bad about yourself or the mental gymnastics. But I always encourage a break because you learn a lot. You're not going to be able to learn very much when you're just trying to reduce. You need to get that distance from alcohol and stop thinking about it all the time to really see how it was impacting you. So, thank you so much for this question, Lee, and I will talk to you in the next one.
1: I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect, deep down, that glass, or three, of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today.